This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Yeah, it's Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. I'm Mary Walter sitting in for Rob Carson. I'll be with you tomorrow and Friday as well. Tonight, it's your lucky night because tonight is my podcast. Tuesdays, 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Our guest is Chris Tremoli from the Washington Examiner tonight. And sometimes we talk politics, sometimes we don't, sometimes we do a little bit of both. It depends on what catches our eye as as far as uh, stories, and we go off on tangents sometimes. Because it's a podcast, you can do whatever you want, which I love. So you can find us live on YouTube and on Gitter, just look for Mary Walter Radio. And if you are watching, especially on YouTube, you can um, leave comments. And they'll pop up on the screen. Gitter, I just, you can leave comments, but I just have to read them. So, But both, you can interact with us ask questions and like I said, leave comments. And then about an hour after the show, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, I will have the audio up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can always go to um, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can watch or listen to older episodes. We've had some really, really, really fun guests on and some political guests. Actually, every political guest name you would know, we didn't talk politics. So it was really fun and different, and I, I've, I've really enjoyed them. i got to get back to those. Uh, okay, I said we would talk about debates. All right, let's talk about debates. So the uh, general election debate dates and locations have uh, now been announced. There's actually a commission on presidential debates. Huh, who knew? Uh, they announced the dates and location. There will be three general election debates. The first presidential debate will take place September 16th at Texas State University. And then the vice presidential debate will be September 25th at Lafayette College in Easton, Pennsylvania. Ah, it's my husband's alma mater. So there's only one VP debate, which I don't know. Sometimes I think that's good. Sometimes I want to vice presidential debates. I know a lot of people don't watch them, but literally heartbeat away from the president, especially for Joe Biden, you know, and considering Kamala Harris, it could be super entertaining. Can you imagine if like Trump takes Carrie Lake and she's debating Kamala Harris? It could be hilarious. Uh, the second and third presidential debates will be held October 1st and October 9th. October 1st is at Virginia State University and October 9th at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. Now, Trump is urging the RNC to cancel any further debates for the, for the um the the candidacy to be the Republican representative, you know, because DNC is not doing any debates because they're just going to crown Joe Biden. So they, they, even though he has some challengers, doesn't matter. It's Joe Biden. Um, there are other people running uh, against him, uh, Marion Williamson, RFK Jr., and there's somebody else who's running against him. Um, but they're not going to give them a voice because they, they don't want um, Joe Biden to be shown up. So uh, they're not going to have debates. 
But Donald Trump, there's there's a debate December 6th, so it's coming up in Alabama. And he put out, he put this out on um, Truth Social. He said, great polls just released, best ever. <laughs> Cracks me up. Uh, Harvard Harris, Trump 67%, desanctimonious 9%, bird brain, former U.S. Ambassador Nikki Haley, 8%, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, 5%, former New Jersey Gov Chris Christie, dead in, dead in the water, a total loser. <laughs> now, notice there, every single person, he said something kind of like slamming them a little bit, you know, kind of like a dismissal of them, except Ramaswamy. Called him an entrepreneur. De sanctimonious, bird brain, dead in the water, total loser. But Ramaswamy, he said, entrepreneur. Super interesting. Are we getting an idea of who the VP choice would be? And I'll tell you, listen, I have mixed emotions about Ramaswamy. I, I've interviewed him. I find him very smart. Uh, he's not he's he's not uh, as wealthy as he is and as successful as he is at his age because he's a dummy. So very smart. Uh, but I know there's a, there there's a lot of questions and things swirling around. And if we get closer, if he winds up getting the VP nod, I'm going to look into him a lot more. Um, but I don't see him taking Nikki Haley. But the good thing about Ramaswamy is he resonates with the younger voters because he is so young. So he does, they, they kind of look at him as one of theirs. So he polls well with younger voters. And I think Trump could really use that. He also went on to write, Trump up 7 to 10% on crooked Joe Biden. RNC must save money on lowest ever ratings debates. Use it now against the Democrats to stop the steal. If not, revamp the RNC now. Do you think he has a point? Do we need another primary debate for the Republicans? Do we need to see the same people on the stage again? Or have them slowly winnow down? Do we need to see that again? Trump's getting the nomination. Trump is overwhelmingly going to get it. I think we can all agree on that. So are they wasting money? And to his his point, stop the steal you know, this money could be used to learn how to harvest ballots the way the Democrats do. You may not like the rules, as Trump has said. You don't like the rules with ballot harvesting. We don't like, we don't play that way, but they do. And if those are the new rules, then we have to play that way. You may not like them, but if you don't play using those rules, you're going to lose. So why can't the RNC use that money instead of putting on debates use that money to um, to revamp the process that they currently use to, to ramp up a ballot harvesting um, operation, to ramp up a get-out-the-vote operation. You know, everywhere Kamala Harris goes, she goes to colleges, and they are registering college kids to vote, and they're registering them to vote Democrat. They're, very, they're much smarter than we are. And, I, and again, I'm not a registered Republican, but I find myself aligning with them much more. Uh, you know, they're, they're just smarter. Why can't, why can't the Republicans just duplicate what the Democrats are doing when it comes to that? You know, these ballot boxes that are supposed to have cameras on them at all times. Well, why doesn't the, why doesn't the RNC start getting volunteers to sit and watch the cameras 24 hours a day? Or if there's no camera, sit there in a car and watch the box. Why not? Why can't the RNC do that? Instead of complaining about the rules that have been put in place and in many places put in place illegally, but, you know, COVID 
So there's that excuse. Uh, you got the, It is in place. It is what it is. You don't like it, but at least learn how to play the game the way they do. Or do you think that it's not fair to the other candidates and you have to keep having these debates and they have to keep winnowing down? Uh, by the time my state votes, and in my state you have to be registered Democrat or Republican in order to vote in the primary. Um, I'm not uh, registered for either party, never have been. Just because, you know, when I was younger, my parents were Republicans, but they said to me, you know, you don't have to be Republican. You do your thing learn more as you go through life and you choose what you want to do. So I said, okay. So I never registered for a party. And now my state, you can't, they, you used to be able to register as an independent and you can't anymore. You're just unaffiliated. So you can't be a registered independent. And you have to be one or the other in order to vote in the primaries. But my state is one of the last states to vote in the pres- in the primaries. So everything's decided by the time it gets to us. So I don't really see a need to do it, except for on a state level, where everyone's saying register as a Democrat, because I, I live in New Jersey. So the governor, Phil Murphy, aren't we lucky? His wife is now running to take, she wants to take Bob Menendez's seat away from him, because Bob Menendez is wounded and down. He's down. And uh, so everybody's saying register as a Democrat and vote for Bob Menendez and then go back and register, <laughs> unregister as a Democrat. So listen, they would do it. Why not? It's a game. It's, it's, you call it playing politics, right? So 1-800-922-6680. How do you, how do you feel about canceling the primary debates and using the money instead to up uh, the Republicans ballot game? You know, why not? I like it. You know, Scott Pressler's all over the country doing really great work, getting people to register to vote in states where it's legal to harvest ballots. He's got people going out. He's getting young people involved. And that's the way that can be rolled out across the country if Ronda McDaniel would actually do something. I don't I have no idea why to this day, I'll never understand why Donald Trump endorsed her. No idea. It's it's it, I think it was a huge mistake. You know, he's not right all the time. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Mary Walter Radio. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Bam! The holiday season is here, and we both know that the most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful, right? Two words. Omaha Steaks. I was so happy and so impressed with the quality of Omaha Steaks when I received a gift pack. I started sending them to some of my family, and they loved it. It's sort of become a family tradition, naturally aged for the ultimate tenderness, something that you'll notice right away, along with the juiciness and flavor of the world's best beef. This holiday season, skip the guesswork and skip the stress. Give them the guaranteed perfection of Omaha Steaks, a wide variety, plus mouth watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, and even easy-to-prepare meals. Do not wait. Go to omahasteaks.com today to save 50% site-wide and use the promo code ROB at checkout and get an extra $30 off. Minimum order may be required. Your friends, family, or business associates will love it. omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide right now, and don't forget about the promo code ROB, R-O-B, for an extra $30 off. omahasteaks.com. Hey, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Walter sitting in for Rob. I'll be with you tomorrow and I'll be with you 
Friday as well. Yeah. It's 1-800-922-6680 is my number. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Mary Walter Radio. So uh, we were, oh, I'm, I, hold on. Somebody wants to get in here. Oh, there's someone who wants to talk about the age limit topic that we were talking about earlier. So um, we were talking earlier just very quickly, and I'll get to this call, and then we're going to jump over to uh, immigration. So earlier we were discussing age limits for federal elected officials and Supreme Court and the majority of Americans in in light of Joe Biden's birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Everybody thinks you're too old. Uh, 79% of the public favors putting a maximum age in place for elected officials in Washington, D.C., across uh, across party lines. And for the Supreme Court, 74% support age limits with uh, Democrats over Overwhelmingly more in favor than than Republicans, so Democrats for it. And I said, no, I think it's very individual. I've known some people who I, I know. I grew up with some people who were just never very smart. They're just not book smart, and and that's okay. Can they fix a car? Can they like they're really good with their hands? Are very good mechanics and that type of thing. Yes, some of them are wildly talented artists. Phenomenal. Not that book smart. You know, some people, you know, some people who just can't reason, like you can see the gerbil running on the wheel. I love them. They're great people, but you know that they're trying super hard to reason something out. Other people, though, uh, nine in their 90s are whip smart. My grandfather was almost 97 when he died. He had all his marbles. He was right there with you. He had it all down. He knew everything. Like, like he had no cognitive impairment whatsoever. None. So I think it should be a cognitive test. I don't think it should be based on age because I think that that's just very random. John uh, John uh, disagrees with me here. John, you are on the Rob Carson Show. How are you? I'm doing fine, Mary. Love your show. Love when you substitute for Rob. You, you do such a great job. Well, my thing Thank is you. the age thing. The age thing isn't such a thing, I think, as well as uh, the corruptness that is involved in Biden's history, blah, blah, blah. And what he has done to our nation, I don't really, I, I think you should have a test for your intelligence, is, right, instead of the age. But the thing is that um, based on where we're at today, if you're pushing that button for Joe Biden, uh, you're, you're definitely not a uh, American citizen that believes in all the, uh, the loyalty and, you know, all the stuff that uh, United States stands for. And that's my issue on that part. And I don't want to bring up something else, but... Uh, the people on the January 6th incident should be pardoned and they should be um, compensated for the time that they had to spend for something that they didn't even do. So that's my... You know, yeah, as the, the as the video comes out, it's amazing. There's a video that has been out for a while now and it's now just making the rounds on, on X and it shows that nobody breached the police lines until the police shot tear gas into the crowd. Once yeah. the police shot tear gas and flashbangs into the crowd, people panicked. People got hit. There was a there's a picture of a guy who's got one of these these like bullet things. They're, they're, it's not really a bullet, but it's it's um something soft in his face, and they were the the crowd was very calm and they were nobody had breached the police lines when they did that. People panicked. They wanted to get away from the gas, and then all hell broke loose. So I agree with you. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, January 6th coming up because Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, has has a lot to say about it. So we're going to talk about that coming up as well. Uh, thank you so much. I'm sorry? 
Okay, I'd like to say thank, uh, uh, God bless you. Thank you for what you're doing and what you all stand for. And happy Thanksgiving to you and God bless America. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you and God bless America. I love that, John. Enjoy the rest of your week. So, yeah, so I, I think we agree, not age limits, uh, cognitive tests. And how about term limits? Wouldn't that solve a lot of our problems, term limits? Because these people would have to go out and and live under the laws that they make the rest of us live under. To a certain extent, yeah, they're going to be you know, you know not living like the rest of us because they'll have connections and lobbyists and they can write books and all such stuff. But... If you're that good, you'll you'll have to sit out, let's say, two cycles, whatever we decide to do in some kind of law, and then they then you can run again. And, and I think that would be really good. I like that. I like the idea of term limits, not age limits, term limits. Okay, I want to get to this. Uh, let's talk about the border. I love this. According to Siena College Research Institute, they did a survey brandy new, and they found that 75% of New York Democrats see the migrant crisis in that state as very serious or a somewhat serious problem, with 47% 47 say it's dire, 28% saying "Eh, it's somewhat consequential. Now, 40% of the state's population is centered in New York City. And this is why we have an electoral college people, because otherwise the whole, you know, the cities would choose the way the country goes. That's why the electoral college was put in place in the first place, because Boston, Philadelphia, and New York controlled at the time what was the country. And people who were in, you know, the farmlands, et cetera, their, their vote didn't count. So this is why you have an electoral college. Fun little fact there. But New York City has been getting about 130,000 migrants since a year, since about last year, which is nothing compared to Texas and Arizona and New Mexico and California. Nothing compared to what those states are getting. But, you know, suddenly New York is like, well, wait a minute. I know we invited you to dinner, but we didn't expect you to show up. Wait, what? That's exactly what's happening in New York. And because they're a proud sanctuary city, they promise these people all sorts of things. They promise them shelter and they have a they have a right in New York City to shelter and food and clothing and safety and all this other stuff, rights that um, American citizens don't get. And so um, it's become a problem because they've had to slash the budget. We talked about that yesterday and things that, that service American citizens are going to be cut in order to service these people who are here illegally. And Eric Adams even asked wealthy New Yorkers to like kind of open your wallet and chip in a little bit here. So suddenly New York Democrats are like, oh, this is a problem. It's so much fun to watch reality hit, isn't it? And you're like, oh, it was fine when it was somebody else's problem, but now it's my problem. I don't like this too much. Uh, So... One of my favorite people ever. What time is? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this on the other side. I'll, I'll do this on the other side, and I'll tell you I've got something with one of my favorite senators ever. I, Louis Gohmert was my favorite, and then he retired. I love Louis, but this this center I'm not gonna give it away. I'll I play something from him coming up on the other side of the news. Um, talked about the border crisis, and I just love the words that he put it. He, the words he uses are just so great. Uh, but Mayorkas, the ones who, you know, Republicans couldn't get their act together to impeach, has now told agents that they have to ask the illegals their preferred pronouns because we wouldn't want to offend them while they're coming into the country illegally. God forbid. 
<laughs> the oversight project at the Heritage Foundation said they obtained a Customs and Border Patrol agency document directing personnel to not only use woke language when encountering these people, but to also um, ask them their gender. The instructions say if a longer dialogue with a migrant, they're not migrants, they're coming in illegally, is occurring, it may be appropriate to ask the individual their preferred pronoun. For example, state, I would like to be respectful. What name and pronoun would you would you like me to use when addressing you? Avoid asking, what's your sex, unless operationally necessary. Do not use he, him, she, her pronouns until you have more information about or provided by the individual. And their LGBTQI plus status should be kept confidential because god forbid we actually insult someone when they're coming across the border illegally to collect all the benefits that america is going to give to them whether they deserve it or not so um i'll i'll have this this uh, cut from my favorite senator coming up right that'll be on the other side of the news and i will also get to your calls and your texts are you starting to see people wake up in that sense when it, especially when it comes to immigration and these kids are in their kids schools they're like wait how did this happen or maybe on your sidewalks and they're seeing their money go to this i'm mary walter you're listening to the rob carson show When COVID happened, there were some people who controlled the narrative. Anthony Fauci and others, CDC, HHS, all of this took away the autonomy of your doctor to prescribe medicines in the fashion that he or she wanted to do. And also, there were supply chain issues and people couldn't get a hold of their medicine. The wellness company was created because of all of that. And Dr. Peter McAuliffe is one of the principals, one of the most censored men in America, even though he was telling the truth. They created these emergency medical kits. You can order life-saving medications like ivermectin, z amoxicillin, among others. And you're going to need it, whether it's tick bites, whether it's COVID, whether it's a bioweapon. The wellness company medical kit is exactly what you need right now. You need it. I've got mine. You just go online, you fill out a, a series of questions, and you get it in the mail, and you got it. Mine is, hold on, right here, hold on. Don't worry, ladies, that's actually my medicine kit from the wellness company. Here's what you got to do to get one. Just go to twc.health slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson. Order today, 10% off, use the promo code Carson. I'm not telling you this to, to blow wind up your, you know, I'm telling you this because you're going to need it. It's good to have because we never know what's going to happen with the idiots who are in charge in the, in the White House and the government right now. So, again, go to twc.health slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson, 10% off the wellness company. You will not regret it. Mary Walter with you here on the Rob Carson Show. So I promised you my favorite senator. Talking about the border, this was on Fox yesterday with Sandra Smith, and it is Republican Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana uh, summing up the job that Joe Biden and Vice President Harris have done on the border. I I think that the um, 
The southern border is an open, bleeding wound since President Biden and Vice President Harris have been in office. About 8.4 million people have come into our country illegally. Uh, that's four Nebraskas. We don't have the slightest idea, idea who they are. Why is that? Because this administration believes in open borders. Why is that? Because this administration has embraced the, uh, the neo-socialist um, woke wing, loon wing of the Democratic Party. Um, I mean, just look around. The American people may be poorer under President Biden, but they're not stupid. They see an open border. Uh, they, 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 uh, they experience inflation. They see the rampant crime. The American people look around and see the world on fire. Um, the war in Ukraine, the war in the Middle East, um, the, the, the embers smoldering in China. And they have concluded that um, fair or unfair, Martha, I'm not saying that this is accurate, but I, I can read a poll. And the American people have concluded that President Biden um, is, uh, is old and he needs soup in an early bedtime. And they have concluded that Vice President Harris is not capable, um, that, that uh, when her IQ gets to 75, she should, should sell. <laughs> he has such a turn of phrase. I absolutely love him. But I do take offense at the President Biden needs soup. I like soup. I do enjoy soup. Especially when the weather is cold and like rainy like it is today. I I just love a comforting bowl of soup. Of course, in my Hallmark moment of, you know, imagining a day like today, I would be in my, you know, comfortable clothes, jammies, under a blanket, watching a Hallmark movie. Well, not a Hallmark movie, but, you know, sipping my soup uh, with my dog, <laughs> that type of thing. But I do like soup. Um, But I loved when Vice President Harris is not capable and when her IQ gets to 75, she should sell. <laughs> hilarious and you know why i love it even more is because on x which i'm telling you, i know it, it could be an absolute cesspool x right but to me it's hilarious because people truly are truly truly mentally ill and not that you should laugh at, but i think a lot of it's of their own making for a lot of these people because they were taught that their feelings are facts. And the people screaming, he's misogynist. It's a misogynistic comment. I'm thinking, and I don't, I don't engage. I just sit back and, and look at it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, because she's a woman. Anything you say about her that could be funny or wrong. They weren't worried about that. They, they didn't take offense at the uh, Joe Biden uh, is old and needs soup in an early bedtime. They didn't have a problem with that. They didn't say, well, that's, that's anti-old person. They didn't say that. All they were screaming about was that um, that was a misogynistic statement. And I'm thinking to myself, it was, an, it was a hilarious statement. And it's true. They've made a mess of this. What Kamala Harris is our borders are. What the heck has she done? What has she done? I think she, she's been to the border once. And didn't she meet with the presidents of um, uh, 
Guatemala, Honduras. I think those are the countries she met with them, uh, you know, to get to the root courses of, of why these people are leaving their countries. I'm like, I know why they're leaving and you didn't need to travel there. You could have gotten on a phone call to figure that out or you could have done like a Zoom or something to figure that out. We know what the root cause is. They're coming here, quote unquote, for a better life. The problem is that is not a legitimate reason to claim asylum in the United States. You don't just get to walk in because you want a better life. People in Chicago want a better life because they want to get out of, of where they happen to be living, where their kids, if they make it to the age of, of 12, it's considered lucky. It's considered an old man. You know, where their kids are, you know, their daughters aren't being forced into dropping out of school and working the streets and their sons aren't being forced to, to drop out of school and sell fentanyl or, or, you know, shoot people for as a gang initiation. They would love a better life. Where, where do we send them? Do we give them free airfare somewhere? No, we don't. But yet these people, if they get to America and they don't like it so much, all of a sudden we pay for them to go back or send them wherever it is they want to go. We buy them plane tickets. But not Americans. We don't do that for Americans. Nope. Nope. Don't do it for our own people, which is um, really, 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 really sad. Okay. Speaking of woke ridiculousness, an internal memo circulated among lawmakers by the Senate Commerce Committee Republicans and uh, the ranking member on that committee is Ted Cruz. And the memo was obtained by Fox News Digital. It was sent late last evening. And uh, Ted Cruz is planning to author legislation that would prohibit the DOT from tying the funds that they give to the states to left-wing priorities. Remember um, Barack Obama did this where you had to make bathrooms gender neutral if your school wanted any kind of funding. You couldn't have girls' rooms and boys' rooms. They had to be, you know, it had to be just a total circus and a free-for-all. Remember he did that? It had to enforce, to uh, enhance their left-wing priorities. Now this legislation would target the DOT's management of three grant programs that serve as key vehicles to fund various types of transportation projects across the country. The memo states billions upon billions of taxpayer dollars meant for infrastructure projects are tied to woke initiatives that are more focused on dismantling America's infrastructure in the name of equity and climate change than actually building roads, bridges, and highways to connect to the country. Uh, the funding notices issued by DOT should focus uh, on the law as written, not woke priorities. Uh, the three programs received a collective $5.6 billion, most of which supports INFRA, INFRA, which is the National Infrastructure Project Assistance uh, Infrastructure for Rebuilding America. This is the, Infra the Jobs Act of 2021. Um, Judge said the programs, the grants eventually awarded, are going to support transformational infrastructure projects across the nation. But the notice of funding that the DOT issued as part of awarding those grants states that recipients have to address equity and climate concerns and projects that have not sufficiently considered equity and barriers to opportunity in their planning as determined by the department will be required to do so before they get any further funds for construction. So um, the, the two funding conditions cite President Biden's uh, executive order titled Advancing Racial Equity and Support for Underserved Communities Through the Federal Government. So they're saying, if you ain't woke enough, we ain't giving you the money. Is basically what this boils down to. 
And that should have nothing to do with the safety of a bridge somewhere, right? Like if you're driving across the bridge, you want to know that the bridge is pretty good. It's solid. And it's, it's not that they, oh, we didn't get the money to reinforce it because uh, your city's not woke enough or this project isn't woke enough or they didn't hire, you know, a, a, a company that's owned by a person of the right gender and or color or genders or whatever the heck. The DOT funding notice guarantees that applicants will not get construction funds unless they embrace the administration's extreme views on client and equity, according to this memo. And they're calling on Congress to support Ted Cruz's resolution that opposes the Biden administration's anti-highway agenda. Um, the DOT policies that they're talking about framing road building as, quote, increasing automobile dependence and condemning uh, highway expansion projects that don't involve electric vehicle charging stations or bike lanes. Now, I'm, I'm okay with bike lanes. That's cool. You want a bike ride? Not on a highway. I just don't think you should be bike riding on a highway. I don't think there should be bike lanes there. And as far as all these charging stations, awesome. But, you know, electricity has to be made somehow and it has to get to the charging stations. We don't have that infrastructure in place. People think you just plug into the wall and, and, and electricity magically generated by butterflies behind it that are flapping their wings really, really hard. That's not how electricity is made. And, and so there's, there's, it, it looks great on the surface, but behind it, it's totally empty. It's like the Wizard of Oz. There's, it's just a man behind the machine. There's nothing there. It's like the end of Blazing Saddles. When, the, when they recreate the town and it's just the front, it's just the facade and it all falls down and there's nothing there. That's what this is. So it's, it's your money, billions and billions of your money, and it's all for naught. It's all BS. Okay. You want to comment? 1-800-922-6680. Hey, you think the Republicans will actually get it together, though? That's the question. You think they can actually lock, walk in lockstep on this one? I don't know. You can also... Uh, Tag me out on um, X at Mary Walter Radio. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Oh, I want to hear this whole song. <laughs> That's a problem with this good music. I'm Mary Walters sitting in for Rob Carson with you here two days before Thanksgiving. I'll be with you tomorrow and I'll be with you the day after Thanksgiving as well. So uh, it'll be fun to find uh, hear from everybody, find out how your Thanksgiving went. And also, uh, hey, start at Christmas, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, Valerie in Loose, Delaware wants to touch on something we talked about a little bit earlier about debates. Now, Donald Trump went, went on True Social and said, no more debates for the Republicans. Why are we doing this? Uh, it shows me it's 67%. Why are we doing this? Let's stop wasting the money and let's put the money towards, you know, ballot harvesting and learning how to play the game the way the Democrats do. Valerie, you're on the Rob Carson show. How are you? I'm good. You know, that's the best idea I have heard in a long time. Why don't we fight fire with fire? Right. The, the liberals are just rolling over us, you know, with their wokeness and all of this stuff. Why don't we do something about it and have somebody sit at each and every one of these mailboxes where these people are stuffing them with dead people's right. votes? 
Yeah, why not? Why not? You know, and but yeah. here's what kills me. You, you know that where was that Connecticut where that woman who is an assistant to the governor, right? Or I think or the mayor of that town, you know, was was stuffing the ballot. They had her on video. How right. come we you you find out about it later? That should be monitored. 24 7 we need people to say okay you know what i'm a night person i'll stay up and i'll take this shift and i'll take this shift and you can have one democrat and one republican and you sit there and watch it and it has to be monitored and every every box should have a camera on it period end of story yes to prove what they're doing i mean i saw i saw one girl a, a black woman she was sitting there and she she said uh uh i didn't do that but uh we have it on camera sweetheart we have it on camera yes you did do that i mean it's so absurd and it's so obvious what the other side is doing we've got to fight fire with fire because we don't we can't lose this election we can't it no you're right full of america yeah, and what, what bothers me, there's a guy named Scott Presser. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He did a lot in Baltimore. Um, he, he um, and I know some people love him, some people don't like him, but you can't deny his success when it comes to getting out the vote. And he's been working hard in Louisiana, and they are flipping seats in Louisiana because he's getting people out to vote. He's got people going door to door, knocking on those doors, and maybe that's not your thing. You're like, you know what, I'm not a door to door kind of gal. I can't do that, but I'll sit and I'll be a challenger at the polls. I'll work on election day. My little, my county that I live in, they have more than enough Democrat volunteers. They don't have a lot of Republican volunteers. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so these are things, you know, so you're going to spend election day doing that. Okay. That's not the end of the world, but at least you, you, you're doing something. We're doing something. Yes, we're fighting back. I mean, we can't just sit back and watch this happen again. I am so depressed. I mean, you know, I'm a senior citizen, but and I've se- I've seen all this stuff going on for like 60 years. I mean, you know, it's the same old thing. And please, Republicans, get out there and vote. And somebody watch those darn ballot box. I wish we had one day voting. That's what I wish. And I wish we did not have mail-in voting because it right. just brings on a. Uh, 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 you know what I'm saying, Mary. It brings on it. It, it brings on uh, the uh, ability. It what leaves open a door for shenanigans and for people to exactly. not act properly. And if Argentine, if Argentine, these people have, it's all in the behavior because they don't yes. understand why they're doing it, or they're being paid to do it haphazardly, and they're taking the money but don't realize what they're doing to America. Yeah. And uh, thank you very much. I do appreciate your calling and I appreciate your passion, Valerie. And look, you're a senior. You could sit and watch a, a video, right? Like you could sit and you can work, you can work the polls. Um, I, I think that that's great. I, I have mad respect for people who do that. That's crazy time for me. You know, the around the election when you're in this business, it's your Olympics. So it's not something I can volunteer to do, but because I'm, I'm usually working. You know, but if I weren't working, it is something I would volunteer to do. And I'm a big fan of one day voting like it used to be. If Argentina can count 20 to 30 million ballots and have one day of voting and get those ballots counted and know who their new president is by the end of the, by the end of the day. How come we can't do that? 
Why are we incapable of doing that? Why do we have to wait for weeks on end? Maybe oh, it'll be like a month down the road. It'll be a good six weeks. Wait, what? 1-800-922-6680. We've got more coming up for you on The Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Walter on the Rob Carson show. So this is something that I saw the story and this caught my eye because I don't think I'm alone in this. I absolutely loathe, loathe with the passion of, of a a thousand sons, uh, self-checkout. So target now is reportedly, um, they're doing a trial and limiting you to 10 items for self-checkout registers. Um, because apparently the line gets too long in the self-checkout because nobody knows how to do it. Do you know, like to be a cashier, you have to go through training in order to get the job to be a cashier. I don't even get invited to the Christmas party if I do self-checkout. There's no training. No one talks to me about the vacation policy. Maybe, maybe. Could I, could I dare hope that it's all going away? So yeah, so Target's saying, no, no more than 10 items in the self-checkout. I'll pick up a pack of gum to make it 11 and head over to, to the actual person. I'm Mary Walter, and we're coming up on The Rob Carson Show. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Yes, welcome back to the Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Walter in for Rob Carson. I'll be with you tomorrow and Friday as well. Folks, it's happening. Newsmax Plus is here. Millions watch Newsmax for the best on cable news. Now Newsmax is expanding with Newsmax Plus. It includes all of Newsmax's shows. Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Eric Bowling, and a whole lot more. They're all on Newsmax Plus. And you get incredible analysis from Mike Huckabee, Dick Morris, Alan Dershowitz, Carrie Lake, and many others. No one covers President Trump like Newsmax. No one in the press asks the tough questions about Joe Biden like Newsmax. Newsmax Plus is fighting for you. So take a free test, a free test drive with Newsmax Plus. Just go online to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Sign up for a free trial and it just takes minutes. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com and get the special code and you can watch Newsmax Plus on your free app on your smartphone or on your home TV set. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax and you should too. Do it today. All right, there's so much to do today. So, uh, Corinne Jean Pierre, <laughs> movie cut two here, Brian. Corinne Jean Pierre uh, was talking about Thanksgiving because you know people are complaining about how high the prices are. For instance, uh, Jason Chaffetz posted a picture on X of his turkey. It weighs 23 pounds and it was $114 for the turkey. Now, it's just two of us for Thanksgiving, and um, 
We don't really go anywhere. We usually go to our neighbors, but they went to Italy for Thanksgiving. How dare they? Because she's a really great cook. And um, so because of that, uh, we're on our own. And my husband found this little bird. I, I don't think it's a turkey. Because if it's a turkey, I feel really badly because it's a baby turkey and that will make me cry. Uh, but I think it's a chicken. And we're going to put it either in the air fryer or we have one of those Ronco rotisseries. And that's what we're going to do because I'm working a morning show the day after Thanksgiving, Friday morning. I have to be on air at five, eight, uh, 6 o'clock and I have to have do my hair and makeup because it's also video because they live stream the show as well. So I have to get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning, eh, maybe 4.35. But anyway, I have to get up super early. So and I have to prep for the show, and then I'm going to be on with you guys from noon to three. So th- th- I'm, I'm basically working. So the day before is always a work day because I have to, you know, get the topics and know what I'm going to talk about and, and do a lot of reading. It's, you don't just show up and it all just magically lands in my lap. So we, but we spent, you know, like we bought um, like one big sweet potato and we didn't buy a lot of stuff, but I will tell you the prices are stupid. The price, I went to buy creamer, right? So my husband doesn't drink it. I do. And I like every now and then my treat is like a flavored creamer. You know, I, I like coconut. I like um, the the peppermint mocha. And it was on sale. Two for $8. I remember on sale it would be, be half that price. Half that price. I love the sale, by the way. It was two for eight, two for seven ninety nine, or one four three ninety nine. I was like, wait, that's the same price, right? Because four and four are eight. <laughs> it's like it's the same price, but anyway, um, I, I, so I noticed the prices are definitely going up, but the administration doesn't want us to know that. So, uh, they were getting asked uh, a lot of questions about the price of things. So here is White House Press Secretary Karine Jean Pierre telling us that even though when you go to check out, you're shocked by the price of food. Clearly, I mean, and she doesn't come out and say this, but she's t- she's going to hit you with some reality, some truth bombs here. So don't believe your own lying uh, cash register receipt. I'm just going to let it play all the way through so you can hear everything she had to say. Here she goes. All right. This Thanksgiving, we have a lot to be thankful for. While inflation caused by the pandemic and Russia's war continues to be a challenge, we have seen important progress. Just in the time, just in time for holiday travel, gas prices are down a dollar and seventy cents from their peak. Airline tickets are down thirteen percent over the last year, and car rentals are down about ten percent. And as we start preparing our Thanksgiving meals, grocery inflation is at its lowest level in over two years, with prices for eggs, milks, bacon, and fresh veggies lower than last year. In fact. According to the American Farm Bureau, the cost of a Thanksgiving dinner fell this year. Prices are down for turkey, stuffing, peas, cranberries, pie crust, and whipping cream. We had a big discussion about whipping cream in the back. I don't know what whipping cream is. I know whipped cream, but not whipping cream. Anyway, because wages are rising, this Thanksgiving dinner is the fourth cheapest ever as a percentage of average earnings. 
Finally, as we look ahead to holiday, to holiday shopping, since last year, prices for toys are down about 4%. Used cars and trucks are down 7%, and TVs are down 9%. Lowering costs for Americans continues to be the president's top economic priority, from strengthening supply, supply chains to lowering energy and health care costs to cracking down on price gouging by ba banning hidden junk fees. President Biden's policy will continue bringing relief to American families. You feeling that relief? You're getting all this relief. It's fantastic. And I laugh at car rentals because we, we're planning, we, we ski and we're heading out to Idaho in February and out to Montana in March. And we rent a car because you go where we ski in Idaho, you have to fly into Spokane and then drive an hour. And where we ski in Montana, you have to land and drive an hour. So, um, we, and we, we have a car. We take so, but the car rental was so ridiculously expensive this year. I was like, wait, what is happening? Why are the car rentals so expensive? And now, what she's saying may be true. Prices may be down on some items over last year, but if four years ago the price was a dollar for a loaf or for a dozen eggs. And then last year it was $5 for a dozen eggs, but this year it's only $4.50. The price is down. And you're like, but it's still ridiculously expensive. You know, it's, it's the frog in the pot of water. Like, no, wait. And so they sit there and they tell you, no, it's so much less expensive than that last year. This is going to be one of the cheapest Thanksgiving ever. But yeah, when you go to check out at the grocery store, you know that that's not true. And it drives me crazy how they sit there and, and gaslight. And I ho I know the term gaslighting is way, way, way overused. But I really surely feel like that's what's happening here. That's what it feels like. So the total, according to E.J. Antoni, who is a research fellow at the Heritage Foundation's uh, Grover M. Herman Center for the Federal Budget, he told the Daily Caller News Foundation that the total cost of a Thanksgiving dinner has actually risen 26%. Uh, so somebody here ain't telling the truth. Uh, and and I, I just don't buy, when, when my wallet tells me otherwise, I can't believe the administration when they're telling me, no, 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 prices are down. I can't, I can't buy it. I just don't believe it. You know, and, and that's just me. But... Um, I, I, I don't know. And you can tell, maybe you can tell me differently. Maybe you think prices have gone down, but uh, I, I don't think they have. I, I think that they, although I will say, I will say eggs have gone down from where they were because I make a mean crumb cake and I needed eggs and butter and uh, butter and eggs were more expensive last year and have come down this year comparatively, but still more expensive than they were four years ago. So, and, and notice she blamed it on COVID, rising prices from COVID and the Ru and Russia's war on Ukraine. I'm not quite sure what Russia's war on Ukraine has to do with me getting eggs from a guy out in Pennsylvania that's being shipped to my store. I'm not quite sure how that happens. But what she's not mentioning is the war on, on gas and oil in this country, right? So transportation is more expensive. Gas is definitely more expensive. And the supply chain problems we have, the Pete Buttigieg did nothing. He went on paternity leave, right? No, I'm fine with that. You can go on paternity leave. I don't have a problem with that. You can go on maternity leave. You go. 
But could you please leave someone in charge? There was no one in charge. They just did nothing. And it was perfectly fine. And they're like, eh, it'll work itself out. It's fine. So I don't like when when they do things like that and they sit there and pretend and, and we're all supposed to pretend that, oh, no, yeah, okay. And the media doesn't question. They're starting to question her more. But, you know, she gets all upset and the left gets all, how we all oh, have some decorum in this room. Like, they don't remember Jim Acosta screaming at Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Remember? He would scream at President Trump. He'd stand up and get into an argument with the President of the United States, and they're sitting there screaming about decorum in the press room. It's really unbelievable. All right. Uh, Coming up, something that somebody had brought up a little bit earlier, and that is the January 6th committee, what happened uh, on January 6th and the ensuing investigation and what we know now in the light of a lot of these videos being released to the general public. 1-800-922-6680. I'm Mary Walter, and you're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Mary Walter with you on the Rob Carson show. If you want to jump in, feel free at 1-800-922-6680. Earlier, a listener had uh, brought this up and wanted to talk about it. And I said we would address it later in the show. So here we go. Uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene is calling on Speaker Mike Johnson to create a January 6th select committee. She said releasing the tapes is not enough. And if you've been looking uh, at the tapes that are being released, you can go to the webpage and do it yourself where people are posting uh, some of them on on X. It's, it's very interesting. A lot that have been out, some of them have been public before, but I'd never seen them. It's crazy. She said there needs to be investigations and accountability for all the lies, deceit, and lives ruined. More than 1,100 people have been charged in connection to the uh, quote capital insurrection. A House panel probed the attack and provided mountains of evidence connecting Trump to it. And at the end, we all know what they did. They voted uh, unanimously to recommend the DOJ investigate Trump for incitement of an insurrection, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to make a false statement and obstruction of an official proceeding. Right. Okay. well, I find that interesting because if he incited a riot at his speech, right. And then they all they all marched up to the Capitol because Donald Trump told them to do so. It's weird. They must have stopped at a lumber store on the way so that they could get um, lumber and bolts and nails and two by fours and hammers and wrenches and other stuff. They mean they needed to erect a gallows, you know, um, because I mean, if he incited it, if he incited it, they wouldn't have brought it. Right. Yeah. I mean, who who brings wood for a gallows just to a, a quiet speech, a rally, right? I mean, did they know in advance he was going to incite it? It's really weird. Weird how the FBI didn't pick up any fingerprints off those gallows. We don't know who made it. It's so odd. And it's put together, you know, there's there's bolts and washers and all this other stuff on there. It's odd. Uh, the criminal referrals were symbolic at the time. And But subsequent reporting is now suggesting that the DOJ decided to investigate Trump's efforts to stay in power. Uh, because of the public hearings by the House panel. Um, and they're presenting their evidence, using that evidence in this narrative to get Trump. So now because of that, Trump has got all of these lawsuits on federal and state levels saying, oh, you tried to stay in power. 
So Green says uh, her goal is a new committee that would ultimately make similar referrals. And uh, if Trump wins a um, criminal investigation, lives that were ruined. I mean, it's crazy. There's a video out of this poor woman who got punched in the face something like 30 times and she was stuck. She couldn't move. She couldn't go forward or backwards. And the cops are standing there. Her face is all bloody. She's been charged and she's doing time in jail. She couldn't hit the guy. She couldn't do anything. She's standing there. She's getting pushed all ways by the crowd. She's totally squished. And the cops just beating her, beating her. And she's somehow going to jail. It's it's insanity. I think there was a lot of miscarriage of justice with this thing. Were there people who absolutely deserve to go to jail? Yes. But were there a lot of people who should never be doing a day in jail? Yeah. And there are still some people sitting there who are still awaiting a trial three years later. This is this is a gulag. This is political persecution. Speaking of political persecution. Um, last week, U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, his name is Matthew Graves, and he announced the conviction of a woman named Paula. She goes by Paulette Harlow. She's 75 years old from Kingston, Massachusetts, and he went after her for a federal conspiracy against rights uh, for the FACE Act, which is the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances for a violation of the FACE Act. She participated in a protest at an abortion clinic in 2020, and she and about, there were 10 people altogether who uh, sat inside an abortion clinic and they prayed the rosary and they sung hymns and nine of the people so far have been uh, prosecuted and are doing time. Oh, yeah, there were nine altogether. Sorry. The crime carries up to 11 years in prison and $250,000 in fines. Now, um, she <laughs> she's being prosecuted, but yet, the same guy who's prosecuting her isn't rounding up the people who were outside the DNC last week, the pro-Palestinian activists, about 200 of them. They had pepper spray. Uh, some of them, uh, they injured six Capitol police officers. Some of them were physically assaulting the police officers. You have the Capitol police releasing a statement saying that the group was not peaceful. The crowd failed to obey our lawful orders to move back from the DNC where members of Congress were in the building. They pepper sprayed our officers. They attempted to pick up bike racks. They moved dumpsters in front of the exits. Um, six officers were treated for injuries. From minor cuts to being pepper sprayed, being punched, and one arrest was made. But yet 75-year-old Paulette is going to be doing time and paying a fine because she sat in an abortion clinic, prayed the rosary, and um, sang hymns. Now, you will see these people in Congress sitting in, um, sitting in members' offices chanting, you know, from the river to the sea and that kind of stuff. Nothing ever happens to them. Do you ever notice that? So he's coming under some scrutiny here because of the double standard. Catholic vote president Brian Birch told Fox News Digital, it's one thing to hold an alternative view on abortion. It's an entirely it's entirely different when the president of the United States turns our independent law enforcement agencies into a pro-abortion police force. John Chu is a constitutional law expert. He served under both both Bush administrations and he said, one would think that the DOJ would be equally aggressive in prosecuting anyone who intentionally injured a federal Capitol Hill police officer, a metropolitan police officer, or any other sworn law enforcement personnel as the violent protesters did at, le at last week's violent protest at the DNC. 
Uh, and he goes on to say that, um, you know, he listed all the things that they did with the pepper spray, etc. Uh, while Democrat members of Congress were inside, all of these serious crimes, all of these are serious crimes, both under the D.C. Crimes Code and the U.S. Code. And Graves should thoroughly investigate and prosecute these crimes, regardless of whether most, if not all of the pro- protesters were on the political left. Here's the thing. What this woman did was three years ago and they're coming after her now. They're coming after her now. Now, she's not in jail. She's under house arrest. They didn't arrest her when they deemed her guilty. They didn't arrest her right away. They didn't take her into custody right away because she's 75 years old and has a bunch of health problems. So they're trying to figure out what to do with her, and they're going to fine her. She's going to have to pay a fine, too. 75 years old, uh, but she's under house arrest at home. So she can't even go to her grandkids for Thanksgiving. But if you don't think there's a two, two-tiered justice system in this country, you're out of your mind. And I agree with Marjorie Taylor Greene. And you can let me know if you agree. 1-800-922-6680. But I agree with her. I think we need another January 6th select com- another committee to really dig into this. Not a partisan committee like we had with Nancy Pelosi. That was, to me, a total and complete farce. We know they, they put up doctored uh, texts messages, remember? And and they got caught doing it. And they're like, oh, that was a mistake. Sorry. They had um, they had producers from Hollywood who produced their presentations on live TV, you know, because it was all about getting Trump and it was all about demonizing and smearing anyone who supports him. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Mary Walter Radio. And as I said, you can give us a call. 1-800-922-6680. That is my number and There'll be more coming up on The Rob Carson Show. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. If you are just joining us, well, where have you been? We've been having a good show. We've been having some fun here. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you find it interesting. 1-800-922-6680 is my number. We were just talking about January 6th and all the tapes that have the, the video that has been released slowly but surely from uh, because of the speaker, Mike Johnson said, I'm putting them all out there. Some of them that we're seeing now have been out and I didn't even realize it. But the most interesting one to me was this video from the top of the Capitol and you can see the crowd and you can see the police line and nobody's breaching the police line. Everybody's standing there and, and the cops are, you know, on one side of it. And then you, you see these little, like, it almost looks like bicycle rack, you know, the, the low um, police barriers. Nobody's moving them. Nobody's uh, running. He's trying to, to get them out of the way to, to attack the cops until the cops fire and tear gas and flashbangs into the into the crowd. People were injured. And then chaos breaks loose, as you would expect. People trying people who were injured. Uh people who wound up with pieces of like the shrapnel in, in their skin. And so people wanted to get away also from the gas. They wanted to get to fresh air. So of course people push forward, people push backwards, and chaos ensues. Now Everything was fine until then. Shouldn't we know why that was fired? Shouldn't we know why 
this happened, but yet we don't. That that never came out, as far as I know, in the original January 6th committee. So Marjorie Taylor Greene wants a new January 6th committee, a new select committee, and we'll see what happens with that. Uh, George in Westminster joining us at 1-800-922-6680. George, welcome. You're on The Rob Carson Show. Hi, I was uh, there on January 6th, and they talked about a gallows. If anything, it was a joke of a gallows. It was like a dollhouse version of it. Don't yes, I, I, but they say it. Sword. But but let me yeah let me ask you a question. Was it was it um, they said it was about twelve feet tall, but it wasn't sturdy or anything like that. I understand that, but um, it was supposedly sizable. Uh, tall. But my question is, if if Donald Trump incited this riot at his speech, who brought no, the lumber Donald, for the... Donald Trump didn't incite it at the speech. He, he just simply in, uh, talked to the people about what we can do. And we went up there to protest. Peacefully right. protest. But my point is, is if the left is right and the left keeps saying that Donald Trump incited this, well, if that were true... Where did people get the the wood from? Did they just bring it with them? Did somebody lug that wood with them? Did somebody lug the bolts and and the nuts and the and the, 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 the and everything to the speech? That doesn't make any sense. So that says to me that this was premeditated. This was not organic, which oh. means Donald Trump didn't incite it. The gallows, even though it's only symbolic, was definitely it was there when I arrived at nine a.m. Okay, so it was there at 9 a.m. How do we not, why did the Capitol Police not stop that from being erected, right? Yeah, you would think that there would have been security. Even if they did it in the middle of the night, someone would have seen it. It was right, right on the be- back lawn. I mean, I call it the back lawn of the Congress, but it's the side facing the Washington Monument. Right. So That's you would think focus. that they would have seen that being and they had they had uh, we know that there was restrictive fencing up, but somebody cut it and just rolled it up and rolled it away. So the people who went past that didn't know that they were trespassing because they've all been charged with trespassing. They had no idea. They didn't know. So how come you have not been thrown in the gulag? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no well, I guess they they haven't gotten to you yet. Don't worry. They'll ten years from now you're gonna get you're gonna have you know the the cops at your door, uh, you know banging your door down and you know frightening your wife and children and everything else uh, because you know January sixth. And yet at the same time, they don't go after the people at the DNC last week who actually physically assaulted police officers. And the Capitol Police said it was not peaceful. Those people aren't being punished at all. Right. It doesn't make it. So so interesting that it was there that morning. So it was probably put up the night before and yeah, nobody saw it happening. That. Nobody saw it happening. Nobody bothered to stop it from happening. Really weird. There's a sign on it that said this is a piece of artwork kind of right. thing or something. Please don't right. remove it or something. But it was like, yeah. it was, you know, like you said, it's obvious someone did it the night before. It wasn't done after Trump spoke. And there's nothing Trump said that incited anything. The people yeah. I knew who, I mean, we organized bus trips three days before this even happened to go down there with the main purpose of hearing Trump speak and walking to Congress and trying to tell them what we thought about the, sh- the, 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 the stuff that went on that was shady during the election. We had already decided that in our heads. I mean, it took time to set up buses to go down there. 
right? You, you weren't going down there to overthrow the government. You weren't going down there to, to, to impede an official proceeding. And even if you were, we know Jamal, Mo, Jamal Bowman impeded an f- official proceeding, and he had to pay a $1,000 fine. That was it. Right. Yeah. So... It doesn't make any sense. George, thank you. I appreciate the information. I did not know it was there the night before. That to me is interesting. It doesn't add up. These are, I have questions. Why can't we ask the questions? Why is that such a bad thing to ask the questions? You know, when they tell me I can't, you know, you can't, you can't talk about the, uh, you get shut down on social media if you questioned um, the laptop, right? The laptop from hell. Yeah, because that's disinformation. That's you can't talk about it. When they start to tell me I can't talk about something, I can't question something. That tells me they're hiding something. Why can't I question the investigation into January 6th? Why can't I question what happened on January 6th? Why can't I question things that happened with the 2020 election? Why is it all so taboo? Questions should be welcome, right? We should be allowed to question our government and say, "Hey, wait a minute. Excuse me. Point of order. That doesn't make sense." I got a question, but they'll throw you in jail now. And that's the same party that says Donald Trump's a fascist and an authoritarian. Hmm. Let's go to Dundalk. Lori, you are on the Rob Carson show. Lori, welcome. How you doing? Okay. I am a Trump fan. I voted for him before. And if I can still vote for him, he's who I'm voting for. You know, I'm a former police officer, retired correctional officer. And I'm only a retired correctional officer because I sued where I worked. I got a really good lawyer, and my, my, my boss kind of put his finger to his to my head and told me if he were I, he would do this. Whoa. So you know what that means, okay? Yeah. So I had gotten hurt at work, and they knew it was faulty equipment and all that, and thank God I'm strong. I'm from Baltimore City. I had good parents, and thank God I got to fight the system. But, you know, this is bullcrap that those people have not been to court because the law, you know, I've got a little bit of law, law, law enforcement, like I said, correctional officer. I went to college and studied stuff. I mean, you have a right to confront your accusers and you have a right to stay in trial. It, it was in like 180 days speedy trial. So this is BS. You know, everything that can't be done to you as an American citizen has been done to these people. And, um, like I, I would have never went because I don't too many people, but I did. I did go in my neighborhood for a um, little rally for uh, Israel, and I held a flag, and you know, got called some names. Oh well, names won't names won't kill me. And um, like I said, when I had a Trump flag, you know, I'm like, as long as somebody don't touch me, it's okay. Yeah. But it's like yeah. this is my freaking country, man. This is my country. I have my dad and both grandfathers were in the military, and thank you everyone who's ever been in the military and does time. And you know what? It's in my country. I was a cop, retired correctional officer. I worked too, and I put up a lot of crap. And you know what? My country, God bless America, and may Trump win. Yeah, well, thank you so much for, thank you know, you. for for doing for serving because I could never be, imagine being a corrections officer. So God bless you because I could never do that. So I always have and my have respect have a great for people. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you too. Ha- have a wonderful day and a great week. But I-, I can't imagine what it's like to go through something like that. You know, I've had a lot of stuff done to me and working in this industry. And uh, I just, you know, walk away and I'm like, you know what, not worth the fight. Um but I give her a lot of credit for doing it. 
And I again, I could never be a corrections officer, so mad respect for anyone who, uh, who can. Uh, Joe in Delaware talking about January 6th. Joe, welcome. You're on the Rob Carson Show. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon. Um, I was actually there for the Trump speech. I never saw the gallows, supposedly. I did see the big thing look like a Tesla ball when they sent out the message that they were getting ready to close down all transportation out of the city. I believe that's what they used to block everybody's phone, turn your screen red, and warn everybody to leave the city immediately. Um, we were sitting eating, eating behind the... <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. We didn't have anything to eat all day. So we were sitting on the concrete steps up behind a hot dog wagon and watching as this unfolded. The big metal fence, it, it, it was actually about three and a half feet tall. The police actually moved that. I had it on video. And they removed the orange plastic fence and rolled it up. Nothing was cut. Nothing was broke. Uh, actually, the policeman pulled a metal rod to separate the fence, and he was the one flagging everybody through. Oddly enough, I had that all on video. And by the end of the trip, the train ride back to uh, where we were parked, uh, my video was gone from my telephone. And um, Really? I, I never saw the gallows. There were... About 11 buses that look like these six-wheel buses for the um, for the state that drives these people around, the DOT bus or whatever. Yes. Um, they were, um, I spotted them up in Pennsylvania coming off of the turnpike. Uh, I can't remember the name of the little town up there. And um, I came home and got on the train and went over to D.C. And here come the, the, the Virginia State Police, I believe it was, and the D.C. police with these, all 15 of these uh, six-wheel vans in tow with the windows all blacked out. These people got out of the vans, come over, um, kind of disrobed a little bit, put on different attire along with gas masks, and uh, went up and made entry into the, into the, um, into the Capitol. Yeah, so it's... It it's the original in- protesters... Yeah, it's interesting what you're talking about, and I, I can hear the rain there, so I'm going get, to get you off the phone because I want you to drive carefully. So, But thank you uh, for sharing your story. Um, uh, that's what I think, what is it, was it Chip Roy? Who was it? I think it was Chip Roy who was talking about what they called them ghost buses. And, of course, the left is mocking him, calling him crazy, conspiracy theorist, uh, all this other stuff. But that is not the first time I've heard uh, about these so-called ghost buses. But here's the thing. Why are we talking about it here? Why isn't this a conversation that's being had in Congress? Why is this not a conversation that's being had in an official proceeding that's not tainted by politics? You know, Nancy Pelosi is the first time ever that the minority party wasn't allowed to choose their own members on a committee. Why not? What was Nancy hiding? Why wouldn't Nancy allow Jim Jordan on that committee? Why did Nancy have to pick people? And she picked, you know, uh, not people who were known to be not Trump fans. So as we like to say in Jersey, there's a lot of fugazi stuff going on there. Um, so let, let's ask the questions. And I think Marjorie Taylor Greene is right. Let's let's get a committee to ask those questions. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, if you have anything you want to say about anything that we talked about, jump in 1-800-922-6680 on The Rob Carson Show.
I'm Mary Welter in for Rob Carson. We're wrapping it up here talking about uh, just anything that we talked about today on the show. You're more than welcome to join me at 1-800-922-6680. James in Texas wants to talk about January 6th. James, welcome. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Go ahead. All right. Well, these guys, all they want to do is cover things up, so they just make it up. And people swallow it. That's the problem. Well, you don't know. It's called lawfare. And these people can't afford lawyers. You know, we're, we're paying taxpayer money to give lawyers to people who come into this country illegally to give them legal aid so that they can help, you know, file their asylum claim to stay in this country, even though they cross in illegally. Those people aren't getting lawyers because no one in D.C. wants to represent them, even if they can pay for them. Because they know they'll be ostracized in in D.C. and it'll it'll affect their business. So there are a lot of lawyers who won't even work with these people if they can afford to pay for them. Well, that's that's just another uh, another way. See, everybody knows that, and and that's just another way of of saying this is it. You can't do it. You, we can't do anything about it. And on and on it goes. One subject after another. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, this is why I think we need this. Uh, we need good people. We need people in D.C. to look into this. Honestly, let's look into, into this. Why wasn't the um, the January 6th committee there? We know that there were, there, there were officers who under oath swore in front of that committee on television. We saw it, that you know they were injured or they were this or they were that. And then we saw the video that shows that they weren't injured, that they were you know walking around the Capitol afterwards totally fine. Okay, so how come they're not being, how come they're not in jail for perjury? Well, exactly. They sh- this should have been investigated, but it never was. It was all thrown underneath the rug. Mm-hmm. And, and Congress just let them do it. And so here we are. I right. mean, everything, everything. I mean, you pick a subject, here we go. Yeah. No, well, Joe Biden I, I, and his corrupt family and, and, and on and on and on. Well, right, and but we but we've we've normalized. We we have in this country. I don't know when it happened, but I want to say it probably happened about like eight to ten years ago. And I, I do blame uh, Obama for this. That we've accepted under fear of being called racist or whatever, oh, yeah. you, you know, uh, et cetera. We've been oh, yeah. counted into silence. And, you know, this is why they can get away with, if you question the authorities, we're going to come after you. And they can they can end you. Look what they did to Paul Manafort. Look what they did to Roger Stone. Look what they're doing to Trump. Yes. Right. Look at these poor people who were to were targeted. There's one guy. Uh, I think his name is Matthew Perna. I could be wrong on that, but he was in the Capitol in a red sweatshirt. He walked through the Capitol. Police officers are just standing there and he walked out. And they came and they right. raided his home and they were going to put him away for I don't know how many years. And it was and it was costing his family so yeah. much money. He killed himself to make it stop. And somebody should be investigating that kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's why we should be allowed to ask the question. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. Well put, my friend. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving and enjoy the rest of your week. One more shot at it if you want to get in. 1-800-922-6680 on The Rob Carson Show. 
I'm Mary Walter in for Rob Carson. Uh, I thought this was just a, a fun story to end with here. It comes out of Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, um, where a guy named, um, they don't put, oh, they don't give the guy's name, they just give the criminal's name. So this guy um, is being carjacked. This Rommel Taylor, 37 years old, uh, was charged with first, uh, first degree attempted robbery, armed criminal action in connection to an incident in October. And he also faces felony robbery charges and two other incidences. So he's a model citizen. And he attempted to carjack a man. And he was holding an axe because, you know, you don't need an axe. You don't need uh, any kind of ID or, or anything like that uh, in order to have an axe. But at least he doesn't have a gun. So, uh, but he has, he, he carjacked this guy with an axe. Uh, in the in, police uh, report, he allegedly approached this guy uh, uh, with a knife to demand car keys. And then um, he um, took the guy's car in the stolen vehicle, but police tracked him down. But another alleged victim off asked if I, he could pray with him. The car docker put down the axe and walked away. The power of prayer right there. I'm Mary Walter. Have a wonderful day. I'm back with you tomorrow on The Rob Carson Show.